painted if I said it, I meant it. Bite my tongue for no one. Call me evil or unbelievable. If I said it, then I meant it. What I said, I what I said, I meant it. Welcome, everybody, once again to the If I Said It, I Meant It podcast. Bite my tongue for no one. I'm Kevin Chio, coming to you, as always, with my good friend, Richard Poskis. And we've, I feel like we've done this, like, a few times today. Uh, we definitely have. So I got a Is new computer... And uh, we couldn't get the fucking audio to work for what at least a month. Yeah, and at every least. week we brought new cables in. I think longer because we did pre-Christmas, didn't we? I didn't get this after Christmas because I had to make sure that I got Raquel hers first. Yeah, somebody had to go first. Yeah, I had to. I had to make sure. I mean, she has to go first in some things, you know. Probably the only time she's been first, huh? 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 Anyway, how you doing, man? I'm good. I'm good. I'm glad we're back. I know. I feel like it's been a while since we've done this, but we were here last week, right? Yeah, but I think because we missed the week before, feels incomplete. Yeah, feels like uh, it feels like something's missing in my life, and oddly enough, it's you. <clears throat> Weird, huh? It is. How's uh, how was the Super Bowl for you? The Super Bowl was a good time. Um, good time, shitty game, if you ask me. 100%. But I guess the good time for me was I almost polished off a 12-pack to myself. There you go. So that was very, um, that was motivating because I th- kind of thought my drinking habits had decreased so much. Like you lost a step. Yeah. Like you weren't quite but there. But I was able to, I was able to get into a pickup game, pick game and like still fucking put up 10. You know okay. what I mean? Like that's, I was a contributor. That's, I mean, you, yeah, yeah. It's, as you get older, like many athletes, you have to find what your role is. You have to change how your game is played. Um, you know, and, and so I'm, I'm glad to hear that you have found that happy medium for yourself. You know what I did uh, find out, though? What's that? I fucking suck at Fortnite. Did you get your ass kicked or what? Uh, yeah. During uh, the Super Bowl? By an eight-year-old and a fucking five-year-old. Well, so was this during the Super Bowl or how... Did, how... <sighs> Yeah, so I, at once, like, six or seven minutes into the third quarter, I was like, this sucks. This is not going to change. Like, I kind of always had that feeling all the way through the first half that, like, Mahomes or the Chiefs were going to figure it out. Yeah. And it, they just they just didn't. They just didn't. And I just kind of got bored of it. And I don't think I had any real opportunity to hit any of my squares. So, side note, Rudy and Ryan hit third quarter halftime. I'm not going to disclose how much money they won. It's like 20 bucks. Yeah. Or more. A lot more. Uh, they may not have told me. John that. won the final in a $200 square. Ooh. My coworker, Joel, he not only won third quarter and fourth quarter, but his two squares, because he bought two squares, were one and nine both ways. Oh, so, so he won the reverse, reverse as well. So he won a lot of money. Wow. Um, I won a couple hundred bucks because I hit a reverse and something else. It was a it was a pretty profitable it, day. Yeah, for for people that I knew, which I was pumped about. That's cool. Yeah, this you know, this year I didn't hit shit, <clears throat> and I was in. I had four different. Uh, pools and, and you know some of them are like ten bucks. So you know I, I bought like three or four different squares there. 
Um, I think the most, I think the most was like that where I split with Damien 50-50 and we didn't hit shit. Literally um, it was 50-50. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> and that's the one that I think Rudy and Ryan hit on. Yeah. So props to them. Good job. I mean, if I just draw, I just then mowed Ryan his money and, and I, I hadn't seen Rudy travel that fast to meet up with me in a long time. There's, um, oh God, I forgot which, if you go back during like the Greek times, I think it's Greek. There was like a Greek saying, yogurt. It's like the, you know, when they were talking philosophy and life and things like that, like Socrates. And I don't think it, I don't know if it was him who said it, but it was, um, it ain't no fun. If the homies can't have none. If the homies can't have none. And I think he had to use the notes and things like that, but um, props to our boys for for cashing in. I'm glad somebody. That was probably Socrates. Might have been. Yeah, might have been. But um, yeah, overall shitty game. Um, I thought that it was poorly officiated. I'm not going to say it was enough to sway the game one way or another. It is frustrating that it seems like any Brady game I watch, it can be third down and whatever and he seems to get a call there's and it, something and it's egregious it's like a call that's like there's something that's not a fucking foul you know what i mean yeah and like so for for me being a packer fan obviously i'm not going to i'm not going to say that the that the end of the nfc championship game wasn't pass interference or holding or whatever it is that you call it. i'm not going to say that what I am going to say is that, <coughs> excuse me, I'm getting a little choked up. It's timely. Yeah, it's always. It's timely that that flag came out. I don't know. Um, but clearly, like I said, I'm not going to say that that was the one thing that cost the Packers a chance to go to the Super Bowl. I'm not going to say that there was a single play here or there that really, or that the refs intentionally did anything to throw, like, it's just, it's a bad look. It looked bad. As I was watching the game, I thought, well, this doesn't look good, but, um, but overall it sucked. Um, I didn't realize it would be a duet for the uh, national anthem, and so I lost by, like, a second or two. Was it in like a min- minute 50? No, I counted like 2.16. No, I meant it, the, the over-under was a minute. Mine was 2.15. Oh. That's why I took the under. I was like, fuck yeah, 2.15? That's plenty of time. Then I realized it was a duet, and I was like, oh, you got to be fucking kidding me, a yeah, duet? Yeah, I, I lost all my prop bets except for the shortest touchdown will be under a yard and a half. And they and only and the reason why, um, only reason why I got that one is because there was a <coughs> penalty. Yeah, timely. Yeah, timely. That they penalty. scored on the one. And then fucking the stupid Karen who flipped the coin for the coin toss. Like one job, Karen. Tails. That's all I needed. Oh, I bet tails too. Yeah. Yeah. Lost we that. lost. Yeah. What about Fuck the guy me. that bet on the streaker? Is that fake though? So I, I think I sent out the link to everybody. Yeah, you I, did, I read a story and it it. I don't know the validity of it, but you know. Somebody who works in the gambling industry said that there's no way they would let you bet that much on something you could control. So 
I, I doubt it. Additionally, he's the same guy who's been a, uh, it's not even a streaker, really. Um, he's just a fan on the field. He did the same thing at a NBA game, and I think he did the same thing at a baseball game. So I think he's paid to do it. Um, well, yeah, he had a, a, I think he was promoting like a porn site or something. Doesn't surprise a porn me. site that I never ever visited ever in my entire life. Not what once. is what is porn? I don't know. I, it's just it seems yeah, speaking like speaking of that, Larry Flint died today. Did he really? Yeah, seventy eight. I thought he was older. He looks 70, older. I was going to say seventy eight. I'm surprised. Actually, I'm wrong. Only. I don't know how old he was. I'm, just I'm surprised. I just, I just he's only seventy eight. But um, I did win. I did win a bet, and I bet that Bud. Light was going to be the first Anheuser-Busch commercial over, like, Budweiser, these seltzers that are coming out. So I did win that one. And then... Yeah, 78. That was right. What else did I win? I won one other prop bet. I can't remember which one it was. Um, But, you know, all in all, it was a pretty disappointing Super Bowl for somebody who really likes the game of football. Like, I like to watch linemen. I like to watch blocking. I like to watch, you know, schemes and things like that. And I have a thought, like, I like Andy Reid, so it was pretty disappointing to watch him just fucking get raped all over that field. I was going to say, it's kind of like getting drunk and, like, hitting a bunch of fucking people, huh? Pretty, uh, yeah, that's, that's a rough comparison, but not for Andy and his family. He's had some, fu- his sons are fucked up. Fucked up. One of them killed themselves um, after like a DUI, like a drug charge, something like that. This one probably going to jail. Uh, yeah, for manslaughter. <laughs> yeah. Is chi- is killing a kid the same thing as manslaughter? It should be like child slaughter. Well, manslaughter, I think, is just a. They don't call it woman slaughter if you kill a woman. <sighs> Such a sexist person. I, I, I'm um, disappointed. But all in all, go ahead. No, so the so the <laughs> so the game was so bad. I the, obviously the kids were there. They didn't fucking give a fuck about the the game. Although I will say this, one of the uh, Ruben, uh, Jason's son, wanted the Bucks to win, and the other two boys wanted the Chiefs to win. And he bet both of them five bucks, and I was very proud of both of those little boys. They paid up right away. Good bet. Yeah, I mean they lost, but they right. paid up. Well, mean? yeah. So in 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 that time of like the Chiefs kind of putting it on them and like in the middle of the third they were like you want to play Fortnite and I had brought my Switch over so I was like yeah I'll go play with you guys you have a Nintendo Switch? yeah I bought one huh to, to do you like it? I just play Fortnite oh okay I, 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 would, I, I wouldn't have bought it if Fortnite and, and Apple were, weren't beefing <laughs> yeah I was totally okay with playing on my phone you know what I mean? but I can't this is my connection with the kids. Like, no, yeah same I thing with it. your son like yeah. when he's online for full to, disclosure he plays with my son uh, Fortnite. Oh, Fortnite. Fortnite. Online. So, yes. Yes. Okay, funny story. Oh, funnier than playing... Yes. Okay. No, maybe it's not funnier, but it's uh, along those lines. Okay. Um, you mean over those lines? Yes. Okay. Yes. Well, we don't know. we don't know what lines we're talking about. Well... They're not white lines. No. So I was playing Fortnite, and there's like different... So for those of you who don't know, there's like solo, duo, trios, squads... So that's like singles, two, you know, two team, two players, three players, four players. And then there's this thing called Team Rumble. And then there's this thing called uh, Creative. And then 
I don't know what the last one's called, but we were playing this one, and this one is pretty much the whole island is is available for you to like roam, okay? And it's specific to the group that you're in, okay? So Jakey, which is um, Jason's son, Jackson, Jackson's friend, and somebody else were playing, right? So I joined their squad, and then I they released me into the island, and I got to find them. You know, we're all just going to yeah. kill each other. Yeah. So I join, and I start fucking killing one of the kids, right? And they're like, somebody's shooting at me. Who is it? And they're like, is that Buddy? Buddy, is that you? Like, oh. but, but I can't. They don't, they don't know that I can hear them because I don't have headphones. I just could hear them because that's, I have my, my volume up. And then one, one of the little kids is like, who is that? Who's Buddy? Who's this soul seeker guy? <laughs> and you got to understand, this is a fucking five-year-old or seven-year-old. Like, right. I mean, right. like, he's a kid. And <laughs> Jakey goes, oh, he's cool. He's our friend. And he's like, well, who is he? He's like, well, hey, Ruben, who's Buddy to us? Like, they didn't know, like, you know what I mean? Like, if I'm related or, like, who, yeah. who am I? And then you hear him go, oh, that's, uh, that's uh, Joe's friend. Oh, that's my stepmom's friend. They're like, oh, like, like who? but, like, how do you know? Like, you know, like, like I'm not, how do you know? But, like, well, how old is he? Yeah. They're like, well, he's, like, an adult. And they're like, you're friends with an adult? <laughs> and I just started laughing because, like, the way the little kid said it. And they're like, well, yeah, but it's like. He's cool, he's you know? He's cool, yeah. He's a cool adult. And then Jackson goes, yeah, that's my friend Buddy. Uh, that's my mom's friend. Uh, he's having a baby shower. <laughs> <laughs> and it was just so funny. like The stories that... The, the, the like, way they talk is, is, yeah, very, is very entertaining. So anyway, so back, fast forward to us playing Fortnite or whatever. I realized I'm fucking terrible at that game. And these little kids are really good. And fuck them, all right? It's not... It's not that you suck at the game. That's not what it is. What is it then? It's that these kids practice a lot more, and it just means more to them. I told, I told Jakey after I left the house on, on Sunday, I said, I'm going to practice every day until I can beat you. And he goes, it's not enough time. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> that one was good. I was like, shit, you, little fucker. He is a good shit talker. Um. He yeah, actually, he actually really is. I think he's I, he's gonna be the ones to make me proud when it comes to shit talking. My uh, my son, I'll hear him every once in a while. I'll be like, "Oh, who's the? What did he say the other day? He's like, someone get a tent for this camper." And I was like, "The f-? and I, what does I, it mean? He's he's setting up shop." I could I could deduce that what it is is somebody who's just like on the sniper rifle, sitting down, just waiting for people to. I don't know, Rome. spawn or whatever yeah. it is, and then boom, taking them out. Like someone who's not running around participating in the game. Oh, yeah, because you're making fun of me because I'm, uh, I'm a croucher. You're, oh, did they really? They made you fun made of, fun oh, of yeah, me. I do, but that's because you crouch, like stand up. You crouch because when you walk, you don't make as much noise, so they don't know where you're coming from. Oh, is that what it is? Yeah. How good are you at building things? Terrible. I'm terrible at everything. Because I'm impressed at the dexterity that my son has to like shoot, shoot, shoot. And all of a sudden he's building a ramp and then he gets out of it. And I'm like, 
I know it's muscle memory because I used to play not well, but I used to play like the Call of Duties and you know the Halos and things like that. And oh, you see, I, I haven't played a video game since I was like seventeen. Like the last like video games I was playing was like Need for Speed. Oh, okay. Or like Gran Turismo, or like fucking whatever was on PS2. Like I didn't play any video games after that. Like, well, yeah, see. So, like, Twinkie, his brother, Tintin, me, um, Vic, we would all play Halo sometimes. Like, we'd all go on and... Yeah, and I never played that. Or, I'm sorry, we'd play call, usually Call of Duty. Um, but you have to understand, like, even though I'm Asian, there was a big gap. So, I had the Atari, like, 2600, which came out when I was, like, four, five, and I had one. Did you guys build it in house or? It, yeah, it was a, it was um, handcrafted from our own rice patties, and then you know you take the wire from like Tiananmen Square and things like that, and that's how you built it. Even though that's Chinese, and I'm crossing. Uh, Is Atari Chinese? No, Atari's Japanese. Oh, but no one would have known unless we pointed it out to them. But after that, I didn't get a gaming system. I didn't have a Nintendo. The like. Yeah. One, I didn't have a Nintendo. I didn't have obviously a Nintendo 2 or Super Nintendo. Super, okay. I didn't have anything up until oh, I did have a Game Boy. That was about the extent of my electronics until I was 22 and a PS2 fell off the back of a truck. Some guy picked it up and offered it to me. You at know, a like, reasonable price? At a reasonable uh, discounted price, actually, which was surprising. I, I don't I don't know yes. what made him so generous. but So I was good at video games because I had the Atari, I had the Nintendo, I had the Super Nintendo, I had the PlayStation, PlayStation 2. Um, so you had, I mean, you had a lot more than I did, obviously. Um, I usually was just the host of certain, like, Madden Bowls. And Do you remember like we, when me and Ryan played in the championship? Ryan fucking beat me. Yeah, he, yeah, but Ryan. That was on Christmas, wasn't it? Really good. He was really good. He's still, I mean, I'm assuming he's still really good. Madden. That was when we had to, uh, we, had we had to snap because we be there were certain we... parents who were sleeping in, in, at the same house that we were hosting the Kevin Bowl, and um, we didn't want to wake him up. So every good play was a, a, was a snap. Um, otherwise, Ricky would snap at us about waking up his parents. Yeah, Ricky was the loudest one. I don't know why we didn't just play like outside. Uh, we probably didn't think about it. Yeah, we weren't. I don't, I, I don't want to say we were drunk because I don't even know if we. No, we were certainly under twenty-one, which meant we were not drinking. And then also, at this house, we we would never have drank there. So um, clearly, it wasn't alcohol. I just think it was stupidity. But um, but anyway, yeah. So so I I was pretty good at. You know the halos, the the Call of Duties, um, but then this <laughs> this Fortnite thing, the the building, so that I, I guess it's like a defensive move. You build a wall so that they can, they have to shoot through it before they hit you. Yeah, so you can block and you could set up a, a fort <clears throat> night. Oh, um, no, you can set up a fort so that you can like heal if you have potions or med kits or whatever. Um, do you uh, do the death runs? I don't know what that is. So. No, the answer is no. No, obviously. clearly. 
So my son tells me, like, I've died 97 times. And I go, you're a shitty player. Like, I don't want you on my team. And he was like, there's no teams in Death Run. And I go, what the fuck is a Death Run? It's basically an obstacle course. You don't get guns. You don't build anything. But you have to, you have to like, run through something, jump. And oh, I have done that. I'm okay. Lying. Yeah. Yeah, so... I, Apparently, they're called death runs, and you can build one. There's a lot that are built that you can you can do, and I've watched him do it, and the look of determination on this kid's face, it's it's fun. It's fun to watch him. I'm sure so, so you're more than welcome to come. I'll, I'll let you play, and I'll watch you, too. <laughs> um, you know what's cool? I, I will say this. like It brings out like their own personal like imagination. So like you can build your own land. You can build your own like yeah. In uh, creative mode, right? Yeah. Yeah. And like so, like so like uh, hopefully Scarlett doesn't hear this until she's like older. But like she was so excited to show me her castle. And like she literally walked me through her castle, showed me all the bedrooms, how <laughs> she fucking how she put, designed it, designed it, it put the, the you know, the lamps here this there and she got mad because i fucking broke a wall oh you're a dick i was trying to get out i couldn't figure out how to get out that's not her problem don't you don't you're not a guest in someone's house and just like break out through the wall but it's funny it was funny because it was like she was so excited about it and like it's cool because like she literally she took the time because it's not that easy to build these things you mean so she took the time to like put the towers up and the fucking yep. this part and you know, and the ramp and, you know, the double stairs and, you she know, double stairs. Yeah. It goes up like that. Maybe she's got a future in like architecture. Well, I, told I mean, her, she'd have to go to school and we all know. Yeah. She's not a fan of that. So I think, I think she's going to be an interior designer, which you kind of still have to go to school. Yeah. If you want to work for a corporation. Yeah. But if she started her own business. Yeah. Dude, they make good money, bro. I'm not the money aside. I'm just thinking you don't have as much control over the architectural aspect of it. Well, she was more. I guess you're right, but like, I she gets excited about how her room looks. Oh, and, okay. And Decoration, the the yeah. facade of it more than the structure of it. Yeah, the fact that the lamps match the bed sheets, and the bed sheets match the drapes, and the the fucking the table and the rug and the fucking backdrop and you know what I mean like yeah everything if it's wood that's all stained the same color yeah if it's yeah yeah no I I get what you're saying and and she would absolutely hate the way I decorate because it's like look what shade of blue for this room it's that easy um and then everything's built out of wood but I mean yeah maybe maybe it's her future is in design more than it is um, architectural. Maybe it's uh, no. There's and and you know design colleges I mean, also too. She's like nine years old. So. Yeah, but I mean, it's never too early to foster that uh, thought process. That passion, I guess is what you would say. And maybe it's not like she's, she's been watching a lot of like interior design, like movie or, or TV shows. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, and like asking like why they did certain things and like, Oh, like 
like seeing like the after effects of like, you know, they had like a, a brick like this, but because like the way the house looked, it, the the natural brick color didn't look right. Right. So they like powdered it white, so it, it popped a little. You know, I don't know. Like yeah, just the techniques that they do. Yeah. That honestly, I, and I'll be quite honest for future Scarlet. Future Scarlet. I'm not gonna notice it. Like I'm just yeah, you're simple, not. I'm a simple person. Like paint all the walls the same color. But she's not looking for you as a client. No, yeah, I'm not her demographic. You're not, yeah. Yeah, but... She's um, looking for the people in Beverly Hills. Well, you know, there's a lot of people in Pico who who care passionately about feng shui and shit like that. But they're not looking to pay for it. Well, you're right. And I wouldn't wouldn't want her... I mean, the sky's the limit for her at this point. But I guess my point is is that um, there's a lot of opportunity... And I think trade schools are very much overlooked nowadays. I mean, well, in my industry, uh, they there's a shortage of welders. Like, mm. literally, like, mm-hmm. there are more welders dying or retiring than signing up. Yeah. And you know what's awesome is, like, it's just one of those things you, you – no offense to any welders, but you don't have to be a rocket scientist to do it. It's a – Get that a steady hand and a good eye. It's a technique. And you just develop that technique over time. I am certainly not – a welder, but I've done it. Not well. <laughs> Not welder. I've sold the material for people to weld. You know, it's, I've, I've certainly spent uh, my fair share around gas and gases. and I've had gas. Plenty of times. Um, Have I ever farted on you? He's asking his... Uh, his now that you know of? I don't like the term baby mom, huh? That's got like a negative connotation to it. Does it? Why? I I think it has a negative con- connotation. I don't consider if you're with somebody who's pregnant or has had your child, if you're with them, I don't consider them a baby mama. Like that's just me. It's to for me it's to the point where I don't even call my son's mom like the baby mama. Partially cuz he's like 10, he's not a baby anymore, but um I don't know, it's just got a negative connotation to it. You're, I don't care what you think. Are you okay with that term? She Beyonce'd you. I said to the left, to the left. <laughs> <laughs> it's, um, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't really like that term. But to, but to your point, yeah, there's, I mean, I think one America has kind of looked down upon the trade labor industry. If you're a plumber, it's like, oh, you're a plumber. Not realizing, then, not realizing they charge fucking 200 bucks for them just to come out and look at what the fuck's going on. Yeah, you want a new toilet. Like, I put in, I bought a toilet for uh, for my fiance's mom, put it in. The toilet was like 120, and it took four or five hours to do. In the end, I know she probably saved 150, 200 bucks. For them to come in and replace your toilet, it's like three fifty, and that's for a cheap toilet. So I think what what we've done is the tech industry has overrode the trade industry. There's, I mean, there's something to being a plumber. Fuck, if you don't know how to snake your own drain, when that fucking shower backs up. You, you there's no amount of money that you can 
spend to get that shit fixed. And I think like interior designers, they have trade schools that they can go to too, if that was the path that Scarlett chose to go down. And I'm not, I don't see a problem with it. I think the thing that like I'm, I guess most excited about is, and mainly because I'm the one that's like talking to her. I'm not saying that her captain's doctor, but I just don't that like I have these conversations with her. It's well, a, I, yeah, it's, it's not it's not a terrible when I said mainly because I'm the only one, but like I meant no, like, it's like it's I have these, I have these conversations with her, and yeah. like I really just want her mind to think, like to work, like like okay, I get it. You don't like school, I fucking get it. Like I get of all people, I definitely get it. Right, like, I hated school, but it doesn't mean you can't be successful. No, you yes, know what I mean? Certainly. So, like, I just, it just, that part gets me excited is I see her mind working. I'm not saying she didn't think about that stuff before, but I remember, I, I remember I specifically told her, like, like, oh, you like doing all this. You should be an interior decorator. They make good money. And from that point forward, she was kind of slowly in, like, like, let's watch this show. And we, because before me and Raquel used to watch, uh, what is it called? A flip it, or it, flip it, no, love flip it, it or, or love it or flip it or flip it or love it or what is the fuck it's called? Love it or list it. Love it or list it. Yes. Damn. And she and then so she never really paid attention. Nailed it. And then I mentioned that to her, and then and all, all of a sudden, sudden she started paying attention. It's interesting. Then she started watching other shows, and you know what I mean. So like, even if she doesn't do that, it's just now like I feel like I kind of assisted her in that mind moving. You know what I mean? Like, you know, and it's it. Really, what it is is find your passion, right? If you love to do something and you can make a career out of it, whether, and I think this is where you and I have had disagreements on it is if you love to be an interior, let's say you love to cook. Okay, that's a, I think that's a better one. I love to eat. You love to cook. You want to be a chef. You go be a chef. I don't personally think everybody should go down their own path and like, I love to cook, so I'm going to open a restaurant and be a cook or a chef, I guess you should say. Because owning your own business sometimes takes away from what you were truly passionate about because you then have to worry about staffing, payroll, all of the things that go along with it. Now, there may be a way to become like an independent contractor as a chef where, and this, this I'm coming up with this on the fly. It may not be a bad idea. Maybe there's a restaurant or a chain of restaurants that rotates chefs. Somebody manages it, but yet you have a five-star chef come in for a month and then they go to a different restaurant and rotate them around. But for the most part, to be a chef and to own your own restaurant means you're going to spend a lot more time with the bullshit aspect of it that's not cooking. And I don't think that that's best for everyone, especially if your passion is cooking and you hate paperwork. That, that's not it. So for her, even though it may cost her more as far as time goes and, and doing something she hates short term, if she truly loves the aspect of designing or the layout that might be better for her to suck it up, go to a few years of whatever trade school college it might be, and then be able to do the aspect of the job that she loves rather than, like you said, start her own business. Well, if she starts her own business, she's going to have to spend a lot of time on marketing. That may not be what she wants to do. She's going to have to spend a lot of time on 
you know, pricing and billing and, and all of the all of the stuff that you don't see when somebody comes in and goes, all right, Kevin, you have a whole lot of Ikea shit. Get rid of it. I don't know. I mean. See, and like, I guess my counter um, argument to that would be like, okay, like I get it. I mean, you can always work for somebody, right? But like, yes. but then. You're always working. You're always for working somebody. for somebody, right? So like, there's there's pros and cons to everything. I do, yeah. So yeah. essentially, like, if she decides to work for herself, I would definitely suggest to hire somebody when that time is a business best, partner, something along those that's lines. Good at things you're not. Yeah. So, I I think we're saying the same thing. You're you're just you're just looking at it as like an overall like. Be careful that the idea idea of doing your own thing doesn't take away what you love to correct do. but then i'm also looking at it like you can do what you love 100 percent, get paid a decent wage and have the freedom to do it when you want because i think freedom is very underrated in in our in our day-to-day time like you know like every day i go to work i got to be at work at seven and leave by five right which is fine. Like, yeah, there are sometimes I can come in later. It's not a big deal. No, it's not an issue, but I still got to tell somebody. Right. Yeah. Okay. There's a reporter reporting aspect to it. That yeah. Accountability might be a better word. And even it. if I don't show up to work, I have to be able to answer my phone to mm-hmm. field phone calls. Oh for yeah. Cus- for potential customers. I'm, oh, I'm yeah. literally once the baby's born, I'm going to, or you know, not once, but I mean, I'm going to be sending an email out to a lot of my customers preparing them that I'm not going to be here for a couple of weeks when the baby's here, right? Right. You're telling me that I'm not going to receive one phone call oh, during yeah. those two weeks? I am 100% going to. I, uh... So, I, so, so ahead, I guess to make my point is, whatever Scarlett or any kid does, even your son, like, right. whatever they decide to do, like, as long as it's what they want to do and they're able to do... Like, I want... I, I'm going to definitely explain these things to... Uh, Scarlet and Drew, like, f- like the freedom to come and go as you please, is kind of priceless. Yeah. Oh, you know what I mean. I'm not disagreeing with that. So, like, if you can, if, if, at one point, if you can make, uh, just throw a number out there, hundred thousand dollars a year, but you have to be at work every day at a certain time, leave at a certain time, and you only have so many vacation days and so many sick days or whatever, right? Or you can have a job where you can come and go as you please and make eighty thousand dollars a year. I would probably choose the eighty thousand. You know what I mean? I say probably because I'm obviously thinking about like insurances and all that yeah, other fun. Yeah, right. But yeah, right. There, but, yeah. but I get what you're saying. You know what I mean? There there are reasons why you would go with the lesser uh, dollar amount. And and I I completely agree with that. I know for a fact that sometimes taking a little less money, but being in a <clears throat> let's let's just use a situation where you are work, working for a corporation. If that corporation is fucking awesome, sometimes it's worth it to get paid a little bit less and not have some of the bullshit that goes on at another corporation that might pay you more. And of course, everybody's got their own line for that. But to work for a corporation that truly, let's say, cares about its employees versus one that you're just a number, 
that's a there's a big difference there. And I think I don't know if you've worked for both. I have. But I would I would take less to work where I know that either my opinions matter or that they care about me as a person rather than just the number. Or it could just be a bad work environment and you're going to a one that it is better. Could be, it could be minimally better, but it's like totally worth it. But and again, there's there's a if you're going to double your salary, I'll put up with a lot of fucking bullshit to double my salary. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, but at what point? But there's a line, right? It's different when you're, and I'm not saying you're making this, but it's different when you're making $20,000 a year to 40000 to when you're making 100000 at 200000 That's true. There's a big difference when you say double your salary. Right. No. So, I, like, yeah. so like if some, if you were going from making $50,000 a year to one hundred fifty, yes, I'm sure you, at, at some point you're going to be like, I'll put up whatever. I'll put up with whatever. a lot of bullshit. But to go from fifty to seventy. No, yeah, yeah. That, that's you why I mean? said there's a there's a there's a line to it. But so I, I, ca- I call that I call that I consider that life changing money going from fifty to seventy. The reason is because you're making an extra almost two thousand dollars every month. That's a big deal to somebody that's making fifty grand a year. Oh, I, I you know what I mean. I don't. Disagree so like, with you. you're right. I would put up a, with a lot more in that price range. But when you're going from twenty to forty, it's a big deal. Don't get me wrong. It's a big deal. Yeah. But like at some point, eh, I don't know. I would. There's some shit that I'd be like. And that's just that's just. Perc- I'm not gonna deal with percentages and things like that. Which, like I said, there's always a line of demarcation where you're gonna go. All right, this is worth it or this isn't worth it. What what? I guess my point with it is that whatever you choose to do, whatever your passion is, go for it. But everything has a cost-benefit, you know, some kind of yeah, ratio there's a, there's to There's a, a cause and effect to everything. There's a pro and a con. So you could go and do your own business. You do get that freedom. Maybe you don't make less, but it's worth it to, to, for that offset. But then there's also, there's also the aspect of, damn, there's a lot of shit that my boss used to have to fucking deal with that I don't. You work for a corporation and they have an entire marketing department, which is feeding you the next client. And if you're on your own, you got to go scratch and claw and knock on doors and do that. And that may not be your passion. Did I tell you I applied to own a Chick-fil-A? Yes. And I, I didn't know if you wanted to talk about it on air, but I had a couple questions about that last text you sent me. Send it to me. I mean, send it to me. Ask me. Um, well, l- let me let me just give you an example real of, of what... I'm talking about. So I really don't like doing all of these, uh, take your client out to this event or join this mixer and have drinks with all of these other really? potential. You're things. so good at it. I don't like it. My colleague is fucking good at it, but she is awful at any type of paperwork. Like anything, all of it doesn't matter. I'm good with Excel, Word, PDF, chopsticks, all of it, rice cookers, slow cookers, whatever it is. Clearly, she can do it. I'm not. I'm please. I'm not undermining my coworker. Is it because she's a girl? <laughs> You're a dick. No. <laughs> <laughs> You're just trying to set me up. No, it's just that that's not her passion. Her passion is. And I would assume it's a lot like like your, um, I guess I could say our friend, our friend Joe. She is a person to person contact. 
that's where she shines. She fucking yeah, she she's shines. terrible at paperwork. And she's terrible at paperwork. So I work with my version of Joe. I'm fucking great at paperwork. I'm great to the point where when we have our like quarterly tests that we have to do to make sure we're staying in compliance, I know she's not going to fucking do them. So I print out every fucking answer. Here, like, just go to the end, and the first question, the answer is B. Then it's the number 15. Then it, like, but as a team, we're great. And I think for, like, Scarlett, if she were to go, and there's a lot of ifs, because she's how old? Nine. And so we've got... 12 years before she really has to figure life out and this may not be it she may end up going to like Amsterdam computer and (laughs) computer she could be a like a computer assisted drafting type person but or an artist she might be an artist she could could draw but I think what she would do is if she were to go down like your route take the freedom aspect of it uh, work for herself do her own chart her own course if her passion is truly the the color furniture layout aspect, she may not be very good with paperwork. Thus, she would need to find somebody that takes care of all of that shit. But I think you, you can say that in everything, though. Like, oh, Ric Flair! I don't know if you've watched his like his the I watched special his 30 for 30. I, I on his that. life. The guy never fucking paid taxes, which is why he's like close to ninety and still working. Right, like. You gotta have somebody in your life that takes care of the odds and ends if you're gonna pursue your passion. And that's, I would say that that is one of the drawbacks of charting your own course and, and owning your own business or whatever it might be is you do have to balance out that, the shitty aspect or doing the opposite. Yeah, but I wouldn't discourage whoever we're talking about to not pursue their passion because they're not good at a few things. I'm not saying not good at it, but like you said, the cost benefit is doing the paperwork to own your own business worth it. And if it's not, then you may be happier just coming in. I think you call them mules, that nine to five guy who just comes in and just is the fucking backbone of operations. There's nothing wrong with that person. They may not, have the freedom, but that may not be important to them either. Maybe. I mean, I mean, you're the, the freedom in that aspect of it. I mean, look, I don't get it. I like my freedom. I worked from home and nobody seemed to fucking notice. Uh, but just because they thought you were a ninja, you were just fucking, he's gone through he a smoke bomb and he was Poof, gone. Smoke bomb. There's a lot of people who that's not important to them. You know, and, and it's not important because they're not, they've never experienced it. Well, well now, wait a minute. Wait, wait, wait a minute. I, I honestly think that, like, once you get a taste of it, you think you could ever go back to going to the office every day? I'm not everybody, though. <laughs> You're not everybody. No, but what I'm saying, though, is uh, there's a lot of people who want to go back to the office. They're like, no, this, this isolation is not working for them. But you were going, you were not going to the office before the isolation. Me. Yes. I'm fine by myself. You could drop me off on a mountaintop in a cabin and with a rifle, and I'm fine. I don't mind not being around people. But you do mind uh, not, like you, like, you being the sole decision maker for a company, you wouldn't do that. 
I wouldn't. You, you prefer no. you prefer to to outsource that or to lean on someone else. Yes, correct. So some people might be better off being the leader of the group, but not being good at certain things, and they're able to outsource that stuff. Like you're outsourcing up, they're outsourcing down. But and and but that's my point is there's something valuable to knowing you're a captain and there's something valuable to knowing that you're a first mate. And if every first mate on a ship has all, you know, a, a desire to be a captain, it's like you're self-assessing yourself as essentially, and you, you know, know, you know what your strengths and weaknesses are. And there are some people who are just fine. They're happy doing that nine to five. And like you said, it may be because they don't, they've never tasted yeah, the freedom. They don't know any different. But I, I don't think that's necessarily true. I think there's a lot of people, and I, I would say that COVID has shown that, there's a lot of people who have tasted this whole work from home thing and they fucking hate it. I love it. That doesn't mean that they're less of a worker. That doesn't mean that they don't. Actually, um, I think I've heard reports that people work more. Then like, work more from home. Yeah. Longer I mean, hours. Oh, I fucking yeah, guarantee because, you. Because even though they're supposed to be there from seven to five or whatever, eight to five. Yep. They end up putting extra hours in because distractions. Yep. Oh, um, I, yeah. Whatever. You know what I mean like, and, and, and they're, they're, they're working later into the night or, you know, oh, the kids are fed, whatever, whatever. Let me hop on the computer for two hours real quick. I don't finish up whatever the fuck I had to do. I don't doubt that at all. I'm doing it. You know, normally you take like a, like an hour lunch. I never really did, but there were plenty of times where I would go out with coworkers, have a bite to eat, come back. Oh, okay. What, whatever. It was 75 minutes, 90 minutes. No one cared, but I find myself like, how quick can I go warm something up and then just get back to work? I get up, I don't have the commute time that I had before. So, I start work. So, yes, I, I, I agree that people are probably putting in more hours. But I don't think everybody likes the freedom of having to work from home. I love it. There are people who are like, the kids are here, this is here. And, and there might be extenuating circumstances. But Yeah, I would I, say because some, some computers, like some programs, because of people working from home, they want to see so many keys being touched. That means they're at their, their desk at all times. They don't like that. You mean versus well, them being at, at the office, they don't look at it like that because the boss is over their shoulder watching what the fuck they're doing. Whatever it might be, that I guess my point is is that freedom <clears throat> freedom isn't for everyone. Except I think for I, the Scottish. Yeah, William Wallace really liked it. Yeah. America did too for a while. What do you say you can take our lives, lives. and you can't take our freedom? That was wrong. They took their freedom. And they took their life. Yeah. But so. Look at I, the big ass spider right here. You know, one of the things that I would point to is there's a lot of people who love being in the military because it's regimented, structured. They've tasted the freedom and they just didn't do well with it. So I, I think it may be a different mentality. It's certainly not your mentality, but. I mean, it is to an extent. Obviously, I've never made that like one hundred percent leap. So, like, well, oh yeah, no. So I'm, I'm, uh, I may not be the best 
like Rose is a better example than I am. Right. You know, cause she's like literally like done her own, like jumped in the deep end and, and is this, you know, if she has a bad month, like she may not pay her rent. You mean, I'm not saying that literally like that's the case, but like those but are the, those are the where, responsibilities where, yeah. where if I have a bad month at work, like I still have a salary that they pay me regardless of what's going on. But, but keep in mind that just because somebody hasn't tasted that, Freedom, that independence for themselves. I want a ween. It doesn't necessarily mean like. that it's right for them. Some people aren't go-getters, right? Some people aren't that strive to be the best, insert whatever it is, career-wise here. And I don't think if, if you're not that, then fuck that. You can't go out on your own. There's a specific type of person. You may be that specific type of person, but not everybody is willing to go out and hustle, grind, do you know, whatever. They're willing to take it. They like it. And if you switch roles, they're going to... Oh, that was a big pour. They're going to... Yeah, that is a big pour. They're going to drown. Or cow doesn't look happy. Because, truth be told, it's not... It's not comfortable for them. They're a fish out of water. So... I think it's, I don't disagree that it certainly provides benefits that you wouldn't get doing the nine to five for a I, I will say this though, like uh, in your case, like your son seeing like you like working odd hours, I guess, because although like you, you're supposed to work from a certain time to a certain time, excuse me, um, like that instills like a work ethic on his end. You mean like, I think that like, so me and Raquel, were, we went for a little walk before we started this podcast. And I was like, you know, like I just want the kids to see like, like there's more to life than just like working a nine to five job. Like you mean, like, yeah, there is like, yeah. there's, there's more to opportunities and, and, and I'm not saying they have to go that route, but like I was never exposed to that. You know, my mom worked three jobs. Like, and when I saw that, like, I was like, dude, I don't want to live that way. You know what I mean? But yeah. had my mom been able to, I don't know, be a CEO at a certain company, like the, your exposure to those kind of things are way different. You know what I mean? Then, or your mentality, you know what I mean? And I'm not saying that there's any like down, uh, I'm not talking down about my mom, it's just like you expose your kids to different things, to different experiences. Like I jokingly told them yesterday, damn, Friday's going to be a really tough day for me at work. And they're like, well, what are you going to do? And I was like, I'm going to go golfing with a customer all day. <laughs> didn't they Didn't they ask you, like, what do you do? Because we just yeah. see you watch TV YouTube. all day, or YouTube, YouTube all day long. And I said, yes, I have YouTube up, but I have another screen that I'm working <laughs> on. But they didn't see that. You know what I mean? But that's okay. I mean, like. That's the I, innocence of a kid, too. Yeah, right? but I, I think that, I think for me, like. Them seeing that, like, yeah, it's not all work and no play. Like, you can mix in both. You know what I mean? Like, I, I think that's, like, important. Like, there's not every job is just, like, work, 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 Yeah, work, you're work, not work, on work, assembly work. line. Yeah, like, you know what I mean? There's a little bit more to it. Just a little more work-life balance, I guess, or whatever. And I will tell you what the, one of the hardest parts for, for me is that I am working from home. And so my son gets done with school, and it's like, all right, dude, here's your schedule. You've got 30 minutes. I just want you to color, art, draw something, 
paint some, whatever you want to do. This, this, this. Here's your structure until I'm reasonably off of work. And I have a feeling that he thinks I'm like that, like the dad from Elf, where it's like you work all the time. You don't care about family. You don't. And I'm trying to also instill, like, I'm supposed to be at work from this time to this time, minimum. I'm expected to be there more. The fact that I can take an, you know, 30 minutes out of my day, sit down with you, do a quick science experiment. That's the benefits. That's why sometimes I sit on the couch at 7, 8, 9 o'clock and I'm answering emails because that's the offset. But until you've seen every side of it, until you've seen a parent have to work three jobs or you've seen that person who was so focused on career advancement that they skipped the Christmas play, the soccer game, the whatever it is, it's hard, and we've had this conversation, it's hard to teach to a child, look what it could be like, look how lucky you are. And I think that's the hard part for me is, hey man, I, I can't just drop what I'm doing to talk to you. My son is extremely respectful of my time. He knows that I have meetings at 10 o'clock, at 2 o'clock, so he's got to shut the hell up, and he does. So I'm not taking anything away from him. He's, he acts far more like an adult than he does a kid when I have to get work done. But I hope he doesn't miss the fact that, yeah, I do put in long hours, but it's also because when he's off of school at 2 o'clock, I take 30 minutes to set up the rest of his day cut out some papers and go, here's, here's your science experiment for the day. Like, paste these together. Do whatever you got to do here. Light this on fire. Mix these things together, and then I'll talk to you. So I don't know. It's, it, that's the hard part for me. Is I think, I think uh, on his end, though, it's because you are home. He may not get it exactly because if you were working from an office, it'd be different. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. And he was at school, obviously. Y yes. Um, yeah. But, like, when he's at school and you're working from home – and you have the freedom to go pick them up at 2.30. Instead of taking in your lunch, you go pick go them up. Them. Yeah. Even though you probably ate something while you were working. Right. Yeah, like, of you course. Know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but those are all, like, interesting, like, conversations. Like, or, you know what I mean? Where do you, like, I don't know at what point do you bring it up. But, like, those are, like, luxuries of the hard work you put in. You know what I mean? Like, those are, those yeah. are things that are not just given to everybody. Like, those are things you've earned over the course of time, whether by with this company, with previous companies, with repetitions, with yeah, yeah, all exactly. that stuff is all tied into one. And now it's this, and it's like, okay, like, like I can do this because because of, of A, yeah, B, and C, like exactly. Well, speaking of working hard, let's take a break. <laughs> Thank you for hanging in there with us, everybody. While uh, I took a long pee. We had a long conversation, though. We did, yeah. We have a lot of conversations off air. It's because we're professionals, and this is what we do. So, um, you know, one of the things that we talked about in the last hour was taking ownership of your own life and, and, you know, whether that be owning your own business or maybe working up through the corporate ladder, things like that, whatever it might be. I think it's important for you to find your passion, your balance of what you're willing to give up in your life versus 
the possibility of what, what you have to gain from it. Recently, there was a, say, a situation undermines it, but there was certainly people who were trying to take control of their own life and were hindered from doing so. Um, Reddit certainly manipulated some of the stock market recently with regard to the GameStop stock. I think you did a good job explaining it to some of our friends who asked really what the hell's going on. Do you want to explain it to, to those who are listening in years from now? Um, well, I guess the best way to explain it is, so on the Wall Street side, you can bet uh, against a stock, meaning let's say a stock is selling for 20 bucks a share, you can bet that the stock is going to go down. Um, there's other parameters to that, like there's right. like a time frame and all that stuff. But essentially saying this stock's going to go down, I'm going to buy the stock, quote unquote, it's called a short, at 20 bucks a share, but I think it's going to go below that. You sell the stock immediately, get the money, and then you wait for the stock to go down, buy the stock at the lower price, and then you, your profit is whatever the balance is. Say you buy it back at 15 bucks, you make $5 a share, right? And we're talking about thousands and thousands of shares. I th Yeah, I think it's... Yeah, I mean, it's, I'm, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. They're large, buying, large. Yeah, they're buying sums 50, 60,000, 100,000 shares. Yep. Or they're shorting 100,000 of shares. So, what the people on Reddit did was they heard that a bunch of these hedge fund guys are shorting these. So. Well, I was going to say, I think it's important for everybody to understand that hedge funds are their own independent and, stock. Entity. Yeah, they, they, they are not controlled by the SEC like other entities are they are the uber rich who kind of get to like they kind of get to play by their own rules they can and obviously don't like when people invade well, their rules right but uh, they they get to do whatever they want with the stock they can buy and sell stock you and i can't when we buy and sell stock we have to go through somebody who is a licensed um Broker? Broker, yeah. We can't just go down to Wall Street, walk in and say, like, all right, I want to buy a couple of shares of Starbucks. It doesn't work that way. So I, I just wanted to be made clear that these hedge fund people are not not you and me. No. You know, I mean, they're, they're, they, they own. I mean, they have blood and they breathe. Sort of. But, like, they I don't probably know if they have, really breathe. They, they, they have, like, better mattresses I, and yeah, houses. Certainly. And, they own islands. Yeah. Yeah. Epstein. Um, so these guys on Reddit went to this. I don't know how they did. I don't know what where, where this information was given, but they caught wind that a bunch of these hedge fund, hedge fund firms were going to short these uh, specific accounts, one of them being GameStop. Which is curious to me that all of a sudden they, people picked GameStop. Well, I think there was a dual reason. I think part of it was the fact that like these guys probably were big games, GameStop nerds, nerds and that's where they got their games from, and you know what I mean. Like they, ever they chose GameStop as the focal point of their fucking diabolical plan. Okay. <laughs> well, you mean the hedge fund people or no, the Reddit folks? The Reddit folks. I, 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 say, I would say both. Actually, I mean essentially. Yeah. Because one was counteracted by the other. I, I wouldn't say that the GameStop people who were buying the stock were were diabolical. I think it's diabolical to invest your money to watch somebody fail. I think that's. While it is part of the game, 
It's it's part of the game you can play. I think it's it's I think it's a negative to our free market system that they allow I, them to do that. The, the yeah. Shorts. Well, I think it's just a shitty part of so what I, they're allowed to do. I, I I see these people as the guys that are at the craps table are betting on the don't come. <laughs> yeah. That's yes. wh- that's who these people are. But those people have to bet a lot more, more. money. Oh yeah. yeah to yeah, make yeah, yeah. a little bit back. Their investment, that's the reason why... They're investing on your failure. Yes. And I think that's a poor... Look, it's part of the game, so I'm not going to say that they initially broke any rules doing it. Oh, Robert says he hates Damien. I just think it's disappointing that people are willing to invest on your failure. Like, that's... And they're still making out. Honestly, at this point, what they did was they were like, oh, you're going to fucking bump this up? Yeah, I was really mad about it, but I'm gonna short it at four hundred dollars a share. Yeah, and now they're buying it back at fifty five dollars. Yeah, a they're share. still doing. Yeah, so they're, they're making still, they're making their money back. They're still doing it. They're, um, but basically, and I cut you off. I, I you apologize, did. but it's fine. I was telling what a they, great story. What they were doing was they were buying the stock at higher value. It's called shorting the stock. Yeah. Okay, go go ahead. I'm sorry. No, no, it's I, fine. I, I already, already went, so. Yes, they essentially bought the stock, or in this case, shorted the stock at 20 bucks a share. They expected it to go down, but it didn't. All these Reddit nerds got together and started buying the stock up, therefore raising the price. Yep. Okay. Which so, ruins your hedge fund. Yes, because now they're, they're, they, they bought it at $20 or shorted it, got the money for those stocks, yeah. and they were planning on buying it back at a lower number, but now it's going up. So now they're forced before it gets too crazy yep. to buy more, which yes. therefore raises the price again. Yep. But what they did because they're so fucking rich is they doubled, they doubled down on their shorts. Yep. So they just waited till the number got crazy, shorted it again. Yep. Then shorted it again and shorted it again. And then it eventually dropped. I mean, it fucking, I want to say it crashed. No, it didn't. But, but, but cause it's still up on what the original price was when they started, which was like at 20 bucks a share. Um, maybe even was lower. I don't know, but it's, I, yeah, it's like well, 50 bucks a share now. We'll just use round numbers just for easy, for easy math. But so that's essentially what happened is these Reddit guys fucking took advantage. And I hope that the guy that started this did cash out. I hope he made his money. They said he was up to like $15 million at one point. So with a $50,000 investment. So we kind of in our group had, had some, uh, conversation about it. Um, do you want to do you want to read off some of the comments that have came through? Uh, yeah, it says I'll kill you with kindness, Robert Mendez. Oh, you mean the other ones? Yeah. <laughs> uh, Phil Garcia writes: Cause the hedge funds to go bankrupt, then the hedge funds who owns part of the Robinhood put restrictions on it because they were losing billions. And Damien Wright wrote: uh, Hedge fund hedge funds still lost billions. That's why Robinhood was on the hot seat. So. For the most part, so I understand what these people did who were the Reddit. T- let's call them Team Reddit. Love what they fucking did. Yeah, they because took, they took it in their own hands. They, they did the, what they did. That's the free market system. Where I have a problem is what Robinhood did was they said, nope, nope, we're going to sell this stock for you because it's in your best interest. No, they didn't sell it. They, well, what, I, no, what they said was you can't buy anymore. You can't buy anymore. But you're more than welcome to sell it. You can't buy anymore. And I, so I read a different article. I read something that said that they were just cashing people out of the stock 
that time. So maybe the information was not correct, whatever it might be. I don't believe that was the case. I think they, they weren't, because they're not, they're not allowed to just sell your stock for no, you have to like prove it. Well, but okay, now let me ask you this. What point are they allowed to stop people from buying stock? They're not. Okay, so what by your what by what you just said you is can, they you did something that you can sue them for selling your stock. I don't know if you can necessarily sue them because they're just a broker. Like they can just be like, oh well, we can't so, facilitate. So Phil says no. You can only sell, but you couldn't buy it. Yeah, that's what I said. So they basically stopped this. That will. Whatever the situation, they said. Well, think about it. Like, if you have a store, you have no more shoes to sell. Like, you can't sell them anything else because you maybe you don't yeah. financially have no, any more a, product. You know what I mean? I get what you're trying to say, but it's not because there's still more shoes that they could sell. They just sold them. Yeah, they were in the back. Price. It's like Foot Locker. They're in the back. They just don't want to tell you about it. Exactly. Them. The bottom line is, people got smart and fucked over the rich people. And and, you, I, and, I and you know what happened money. is they, I hope got, they made money. The, the rich people got so mad, they started crying about it to the point where they interfered with our free market system. I should be able to buy whatever stock I want at whatever price it currently is. And what's awful is that because this uber rich people were losing money, they hindered the free market system from... It, balancing itself out. Well, what's funny is they cried about the same thing that they do all the time. They, there's plenty of, of situations where somebody, I don't know, some expert says that a stock's terrible and it's going to tank. The stock starts tanking because you and I, the regular person, we're jamming. Starts Fuck selling this. it. We're out of here. And they buy it up. They see it going up again and they say it's going to fucking go back up again. And people start buying and it just raises their price. Oh, there's a, there's a very, very uh, infamous story of a very influential stockbroker who had close to $10 million worth of gold stock with whatever company he may have. He may be a head fund manager. He may have it be able to buy and sell what he wants, but he walked into the uh, securities and exchange commission where the, the um, buying and selling goes on wall street. And he was like, look, I don't trust price of gold. So he sold $10 million worth of gold. And, and this isn't tangible. This is stock gold. He sold $10 million of it, took that cash, made an announcement that he did sell it. People really got worried and the value of gold dropped about 10% that day. Close to the end of the day, he walked back in, put it all back with 10%, a 10% discount. He literally walked in and was like, mm, I want 10% more of my money and got it just because people sold it now because of what he said, because of what he said, because of what he did. And part of me says, hey, listen, if you were that concerned about it, you know, maybe you should have sold before he said anything like do your own thing. It's your money. Do what you want. I also think that it's the uber rich who play these games and we're just part of the wave that, yeah, that comes through. And, and so that's why I don't think, um, I think it's, uh, let me put it this way. I think it's criminal what Robin Hood did. And I really do hope that these politicians who I don't necessarily agree with or support or, you know, I, I've made it very clear, I am a small federal government person. 
There are very few things that I think our federal government should have control over our lives. Y'all hated Trump. Y'all hated Biden. You love Biden. You love Trump, whatever it might be. Our country would be far less divided if we focused on a localized government over a guy that's 3,000 miles away that has that much control over your life. However, these are the situations where I think our federal government needs to come in and just throw these motherfuckers in jail. Fuck you. A group of people had enough influence to control the price of stock, and somebody who took a bet, who took a gamble, started bitching and complaining and crying that they were losing that bet. We weren't supposed to lose. Because they weren't supposed to. Like, we're not stop. supposed Nobody to lose. Nobody goes to GameStop anymore. We weren't supposed to lose. Went, you bunch of fucking crybabies all of a sudden started saying, no, this, this fucking game isn't going the way we like. Stop it. And they interfered with the free market system that was set up the way it should. Um, do you want to read some of our other comments that have come through? Because I know there's been a few of them. Um... <laughs> I don't know where you want me to start. But I don't know. What, it, just, uh, it seems uh, to... Hoping everyone are, would just sell back the stocks. All the Reddit guys still trying to tell people to hold, but all the hype is fizzled out. That's one thing that I did say, Rich. I said, look, if any of my friends had invested, let's say, 100 shares at 20 bucks, and it's $100 a share, like, get the fuck out. You, you five times over made your money, sell it quick. Get rid of it. Make your money and get out. But... That's, that should be your choice, not Robin Hood's, not these hedge fund people who are, you know. See, and I, from my understanding, Robin Hood just froze. I, I shouldn't say just. It stopped the uh, uh, ability for you to purchase more stock. They changed the rules. Yes. The bottom line is they changed the rules. Um, which I think being a free entity as they are, they're able to do that. I'm not trying to argue that what they did was right. I'm just trying to argue the fact that like, being your own corporation, your own business, like you can change the rules when you want. Not okay. So here's where I'm going to disagree with you. If you are a private entity doing business in a privatized market, I would agree with you. Because the public sector. If if Target all of a sudden said, "Nah, we're going to stop selling food," okay, that's their choice. You are offering your ability to buy and sell stock. And it's not that they have changed and said, hey, look, we're not buying and selling stock anymore. They just said, we're not doing it for that this one. one. Yeah. To me, like... Okay, I, guess I, could, I, could, I, could, I could see that point and I understand that. Um, and it doesn't help that they have a fucking name like Robin Hood. Mm. <laughs> like, the They're supposed I, the to be I, stealing from the rich and giving the them the The irony in that is fucking hilarious. So I guess... I, okay, so I'm going to agree with you. I, I guess my only point was just like, have the capability because it's their company. They can they can essentially do that. You mean they can? But it's they got pressure from a big wig somewhere, oh. and was like, you need to stop the fucking buying of this. So my question is: is is that okay? I mean, like, no. I mean, it's monopoly. Truthfully, what was happening is, we, let's say we go to Vegas, and we're sitting at a roulette table. Oh, you can't use Vegas as a good example because Vegas will do what they can to fucking cool you. Bear with me on the comparison. Okay. You throw the ball around on the roulette. The thing starts spinning, right? You've bet on black. The only reason I bet on red was because you on black. And that ball starts to look like it's about to land on red. Or, I'm sorry. 
the ball starts to, to look like it's going to land on black. And I reach in and go, wait, 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 wait. Hold on a second. Hold on a second. You were about to win. But I said, wait, wait a second. Hold on, hold on. This is worrying every, it's, it's really fucking up the Vegas experience. You changed the rules mid-game because you were losing, which is why I say it's fucking criminal what's going on. The fact that Robin Hood stopped it, the fact that everybody started getting involved once rich people lost money. Yeah, but it wasn't just Robin Hood, though. It was, it like, was a I, lot. I had Charles oh, yeah. Schwab. They yeah, weren't yeah. allowed me to them. trade. Yeah. Um, they even put me on a 90-day freeze. But, like, Did you have stock? Uh, in GameStop? Yeah. Yeah, I bought, I bought like, I don't know, 10 shares or whatever it was. I sold it right away, though. Do like, you mind telling us what you bought it at, what you sold it at? I bought it at 200 and I think I sold it at, like, 220 So you made a few bucks. Yeah, I a made, few like, bucks. like... Nominal cash. $100 or whatever it was. Okay. Um, but I knew I knew that there was going to be a crash. Oh. Yeah, I knew there and was. And I think I said that to at least our group of friends. I yeah, said, yeah. look, part of what Robin Hood is doing might actually be a good thing for some of these people who think that they're going to like completely change the way stock markets work and everything. Like, so I'll admit I, I got fucked over. I, I only want to say I got fucked over cause I don't know if I have yet or not. I've lost half my investment on AMC cause I thought I got in early, but I really didn't. Oh, you were at the and, high end. And yeah. it dropped and it, and it fell. I'm holding on to it because AMC hasn't even opened up yet. So I'm, I'm hoping that at least I get my money back when this pandemic shifts and things open up and, you know, incomes coming in and, you know, right. they report their well, quarterly and, incomes and all and that I'm stuff. I'm hoping AMC shifts from rather, you know, not just watching movies, but it becomes a like they have experience. Porn? Oh, my God. They would make a shit ton of money. But just more of an ex- experience uh, driven. So, like, the chairs that might move. Maybe we'll talk off air about some of the ideas yeah. that I have from. But like uh, like Phil says, their excuse was due to the volatility of their, those stocks bullshit dirty fuckers i couldn't agree more i couldn't agree more because i think i've made it very clear over the years of doing this that i am a free market uh system type guy like look i don't i don't want a company to be forced to hire mexicans I don't want a company to be forced to, let's say it's a restaurant, to be to serve Mexicans. A company's like, nah, we're not serving Mexicans at this restaurant. Fine. Tell me that. F- feel free to put a sign on the door. I hope you're right, Phil. I will take my fucking money and I will go to a place that might not be as good, but is more inclusive. That's my free market mentality. I will put you fucking out of business with my dollar. Where I get mad and it's... And especially in this situation, is that those crying fucking babies made a bet. Us common folk had an opportunity to utilize Reddit, Facebook, Twitter, whatever it might be, and say, fuck them. Let's cost one of these motherfuckers their job. And, And by all intents and purposes, they would have been successful had they not changed the rules mid game and that's fucked up. It's fucking awful. I hope all of those assholes burn in hell. Fuck them all. Listen, again, I'm 
a free market guy. Go make whatever money you want. I don't care. But fuck you, you piece of shit Wall Street assholes. I'm not a one percenter, right? Like, I wasn't one of those people like, occupy Wall Street, take down the rich. We need the rich. We do. We do. But we also need to be able to validate ourselves as the larger group and say, nah, when we get together, we'll fucking bankrupt you, piece of shit motherfuckers. The fact is, none of those assholes are going to go to jail. None of them are going to get in trouble. Just because they cried a fucking... Because they invest millions of dollars into all of our elected officials' campaign funds to keep them in office, but they better shut the fuck up. So right now, two people on opposite sides of the house, okay? We've got Ted Cruz and we've got AOC. Could not be polar opposites. They hate each other. Both of them want these sons of bitches to pay for fucking up and changing the rules mid-game. Complete opposites. Just watch. Neither this is this is the end of it. No one's gonna be brought to justice. No one's gonna go to jail. No one's gonna have to pay for 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 fucking over the American people to keep a dollar in their pocket. Just watch. I don't care what party you vote for. Those are two people who are on opposite sides, not a fucking thing is going to happen from either one of them because they're both taking money from these cock-sucking motherfuckers on Wall Street. Fuck you all. Hey, Rich. I just want AMC to either sell to Amazon or Netflix, like Phil said. Yeah. I, I feel like that'd be a pretty big deal. I got pretty passionate. I'm sorry. No, it's fine. I apologize, everybody. I apologize. I, I know. I, I. So right now, right now, the stock's about $6 a share. For which one? For uh, AMC. If they were to sell to Amazon or Netflix... What are you looking at? At least double. 25, 30%? At at least double. Um, Do you hold at that point? Do you still keep the stock or do you sell if it doubles? Me? Sell. But we've had a lot of conversations about investing and things like that. You and I are very different. Mm -hmm. I look at... I would sell half. I think that's a fair compromise. Like, yeah, no, I like if, if you and I were a happy gay couple and a financial advisor came and said, yeah, split these up, you know, we, that's a fair compromise between us. One of the things that I think is uh, a hindrance to you, told you this, is you look at where they currently are and, and what you missed out on. Oh, I bought the stock at 50. It's at 75. Uh, I sold at 75, it's now 100. Missed out on $25 per share. Whereas I look at it and go, you bought it at 50, you sold it at 75, you made 50% profit. Like at some point you gotta, you can't, I told you, it's it's like being on tilt. Like you can't look at what you lost because you're gonna, gonna fuck up the way you invest in the future. If you're at, look, banks are paying like a quarter of a percent right now. If you're at, 25% profit for your, your stock, you're doing fucking great. Like I said, that, that's one of the differences between the way you invest and the way I invest. I don't know. Phil <laughs> says, uh, you hear about Pelosi buying 5 million in Tesla stocks two months before Biden signed a deal for EV vehicles, insider trading at its finest. Um, then he says, I guess this is advice to you. You have a target price uh, that you sell at. That's the key. You know, I, I don't even know that there's a necessary, like, a target price, but an idea of what what I would suggest to people, not that I'm rich, not that I have stocks, not that, you know, have an idea of 
what percent are you okay making on your money? Are you okay making 10% on your money? Because everybody puts it in a bank and they're getting a quarter at the end of the year. I was just talking to Raquel about that. Like I, so I, you know, I got some cash in the, in my, in savings account. I'm making like $17 a month or whatever it is. That's if that, I bet. It, you know, I it's mean, like, it's gotta be a fair amount of money. It, yeah. It's like 17 oh, bucks. Okay. All right. Um, that's shit though. You're probably getting 0.25. Yeah. Something like that. And it's, it's one of my credit unions. I'm just like, dude, like I was telling her, like, I just feel like I'm just, this money's just wasting away. Like it really is. Um, and I just want to figure out something to invest in. Now, granted, like, I know stocks are, depending on what you invest in, can be volatile or whatever. Yeah, extreme, um, yeah. But look at GameStop. Well, yeah, that, but it's, I know, I know, I know. It's a but like, the truth is, there's certain stocks that have just kind of consistently been like plugging away. Yep. You know, and these tech stocks are one of them oh, yeah. uh, Facebook, yeah. Twitter, uh, Snapchat, but, fucking. But much like running cocaine for uh you know for the cartels have a risk which you can't afford to lose true so real quick one of the things phil said was um regarding pelosi buying five million in tesla stock two months before biden signed a deal for ev vehicles doesn't surprise me is i don't that, know is the that validity. public knowledge when someone buys a big large amount of stock like that i don't know the validity of story and and all respect to you phil not saying you're wrong. I just ha- I don't know the specifics of the story. There are some people whose uh, buying and selling of stocks is public knowledge. If you are if you work for like a publicly traded company, your personal financials are uh, available for like the SEC to audit. When my company, McDonald's, we got rid of a CEO. We had to file reports with the SEC, tell everybody. It, it had to be public knowledge that this person got fired and somebody else replaced them. So there, there's a lot of requirements and auditing, but it's pick and choose. Like, come on. The fact that I'll give you an example. There's if you look up and I forget what his first name is, but his last name is Hernandez. He was like a little kid that. Was abused by Aaron his, Hernandez? No, 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 no. Gabriel Hernandez. Thank you. Little kid abused by his parents. He ended up being murdered by his parents. Part of the um, it was like it was like Santa Clarita, like is not that, too is far. Is that a Netflix special? It is. Yeah, rough to watch, folks. Watch out. But what it does go into is the board of supervisors for LA County and how the people that they hire to do business watch these kids. Friends and family, it's insider trading all over the place, okay? And unfortunately, because no one gives a shit about your local government, no one pays attention to it. Everybody's so concerned about Biden or Trump, Pelosi or Trump, or whatever it might be, like AOC, all of these people. Fuck the federal government. Really, like, your city and your county. Thanks a lot. Ah, that's fine. Fuck it. It happens, but... City, your county should have far more influence on your life than some some dude with a toupee three thousand miles away from Los Angeles. Um, to go back to what you were saying, Rich, is I mean, if your money's sitting in a savings account, yeah, it's it's wasting away. It would just be would be careful at what you invest in. But the the techs are they're plugging away. They're like what the old mutual funds used to be, lower interest rate, but they keep chugging along. 
So like Tesla dropped. It's like now. I mean, when I say dropped, it's still up from what it was a month ago. But it's like back down to like eight hundred bucks a share. Is that because they're like they had a rocket that exploded? Yeah, I think so. Okay, if that's the case, I would say buy a fucking a bunch of it. <clears throat> Elon Musk is not one to let his stock just sit at a low price. People are very reactionary. Saw a rocket explode, or they read like I didn't see it. I just heard that one of uh, I think it's SpaceX, whatever. One of his companies had a. They were trying to launch a rocket. It exploded. I knew like people are going to sell that stock. They're not going to want anything to do with it. Buy the fucking shit out of it. So this this is one of those moments where you no, know, you say I live in the past. Like I remember when Colin Kaepernick came out with a commercial with Nike. The first thought I had was I need to buy stock. It never dropped. It never dropped. It actually went up. So I was like, you know, I'm going to wait for it. It just never dropped. But had I bought it at that moment, like I said, I need to buy stock right now. It's gone up fucking 60 bucks a share, 70 bucks a share since that moment that I was like, I need to buy stock. So, but do you think it, what does the Colin Kaepernick have to do? Because I felt like people like quote unquote America was going to like rebel against it. And but what like, would have made the drop the the stock drop? That's right? what I thought was gonna happen, but but it didn't drop like not to the the degree it did drop, but not to the degree that I thought. So what my my response to that would be, regardless of Colin Kaepernick's involvement, that stock just continued to grow. Well, right? yeah, you didn't so- see the volatility, you didn't see the sale in it, so. Had Colin Kaepernick not been involved, would you have been so pumped up to buy that stuff? No. How, with that, you wouldn't have been as pumped up. Do you think it would have continued to climb at the rate that it did? Well, it, this is also two years later. Um, but no, no. I, I Obviously, the answer is no. But, like, I did think, I always thought, because so, like, I picture Nike just like I picture Apple and Facebook and, you know, like these these companies that are just steadily fucking just the, I didn't expect it to fucking double in price. Right. Know? Right. But I expected but it to have that steady increase. Right. You expected a, a drop out of the backlash for. Yes. Right. And I wanted to buy at that moment. And then, but I, sh- not that I should have, I, I don't, I don't have any regrets of not buying. I just was like, damn, when I had that thought should have went in regardless of what the price was. Knowing that Nike was going to go up regardless. So my my response to that would be, do you give credit to a broken watch for being right? Twice twice a day? Twice a day. Like, do you look at that and go, damn, that that watch knows what time it is? Well, you know nobody wears watches anymore. Nobody besides you. Okay. And what I mean by that is, you were watching Nike stock go up, and and you were right. But not for the reasons that you expected. Nike stock grew and grew and grew organically. So if you would have bought it, would you say, damn, I was right about that whole Colin Kaepernick thing? Or would you say, Nike stock's a good stock? I think I would have said the second thing because it never dropped. I would have been like, the reason why I bought it is because I thought it was going to drop. Right. And I guess that's my point is, be careful if you're going to play the stock market. Like playing poker, it's like, gambling in Vegas let your emo- like and it's very easy for me to say about your money don't get me wrong yeah truth be told don't get so hung up on oh 
was right about Nike stock because truth be told, you were wrong about the, the sale price that you were going to get. So got, like, not that you or anybody else is more or less emotionally involved, but just, just for everybody out there, be very careful looking at, oh, what happened on that one could happen going forward. It, it just, it doesn't work that way. Yeah, well, so like it, it works reverse as far as like, not works, but like it, the reverse situation is when this pandemic started, all stocks dropped, right? Yeah. They okay, all yes, went yes. down, right? Cert yes, certainly. Yes. I didn't sell at the right time. But at that point, when it dropped, I was like, I'm just going to stick it out. Yeah, me too. No, yeah. I lost you know like I mean? 17% of my yeah, entire something crazy. It was something crazy. stupid. And I eventually made it all back plus some. Oh, yeah. My, you know yeah, I mean? it's a lot better. So I could have easily sold at the low point. And look back and be like, damn, I, I fucked, fucked up. up, right? So it goes, I mean, I've had, I, yeah, in, in essence, I, I'm positive. Oh, I'm, I'm beyond positive. I'm, I have more money than what I started with. But like anything, you like, like you said, like talking about poker, like they can give you in detail, and they, as in the poker player, the losing hands, they can't give you in detail about the winning hands. Was it, you're a, you're a big Jordan fan. Doesn't he remember every shot like that he missed? Uh, no, but or, he has a. Well, I don't know if he, like I don't know if he remembers that, right? every shot, but he has a quote that says like, "I've missed, you know, x amount x of, amount of shots. I've lost so many games. They just they stick hard. Yeah, I've, I've been I've been uh, asked to take the final shot this many times and failed, and these reasons are the and these failures are the reasons why I've succeeded. So something along those lines. Yeah, no, I get what you're saying. Phil says uh, that he he. I checked it, and Pelosi. It was Pelosi's husband who bought 1.2 million in Tesla uh, before Biden signed an order for all federal vehicles to be electric. Uh, she had to report it per federal regulation, which makes sense. But the truth be told is she she knew like she knew this was going to get signed. It was a way for her husband to make a shit ton of extra money, which she's going to benefit from. Like it's it's the whole. And then, like when Joe Rogan signed to Spotify, that shit fucking bumped up. Crazy. And that's but that's awesome, like because that's an individual. Joe Rogan has no control over. Well, I mean, his only control is select what he Spotify. does. The fact is that he knew. He, I mean, he could have bought Spotify stock knowing he was going to sign, but good for him for doing it. He's betting on himself. This situation is is Pelosi knowing that something's going to go through. Like she knows ahead of time that. For example, that a building is going to burn down. So get your personal shit out of that building. That way, you're better off because of it. I'm not going to single out a specific party because it happens on both sides. But fuck the government for doing this kind of shit to us. Fuck these rich assholes for literally gaming the system just to take money from us. Common folk... They're straight out doing a bukkake in our faces. It's awful. Like I, it's disgusting. We are all like these poor 19-year-old girls who are just trying to put themselves... Why do you shake your head? Do you know what a bukkake is? Through medical school uh -huh. while a bunch of dudes stand around and just blow their loads on uh, us. I have Google. It's French. Bukkake, yeah. Bukkake. I think it's Asian, actually. I'm just kidding. You know, if you speak Asian. All right, folks. Next week, man. Sounds good. Later, Peace. Guys.